0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining dolphin news, insight and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey everyone, this is Mike. Uh, the Fin Fans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. All right, it's a Tuesday afternoon. I'm here with uh, Kirk Marks. Hello, fin Fans, And Louis Ergoni. Hey, Dolphins. And today we're going to talk about the quarterbacks that are sitting out there waiting to be drafted. And we'll also discuss the tight end position. Now, you've got, you know, a number of guys. And, and you know, for probably two months now, we've, we've been hearing debate as to, you know, who, sh- who should the Dolphins select? And uh, we're going to give you our thoughts. I, I don't know that we're going to agree. Uh, we may. We may not. But, uh, Kirk, you, you took a look at it. Uh, I, I, you're a Tua guy. How are you feeling? Are you still a Tua guy?
2: I'm definitely a Tua guy. Most definitely. I, that's my guy. I think he has the it factor. I know, you know everybody's worried about his hip. I started feeling a little bit better when I saw the, uh, that little video that came out when he was throwing the football. I know there's no contact. But he was moving his legs and his hips pretty good. And I guess that's where you expect him to be at this point in his uh, rehab. But well, he, he's
1: five months in, and the doctors are real happy with the progress he's made.
2: Yeah. And I, I just, you know, I want us to take a chance because I'm so tired of being conservative and, and, you know, being mediocre. And I want something to be excited about. And, you know, before the season started, that's the guy that I started following, and I wanna, I'm going to ride with him.
1: So... Can't talk you out of it, huh? No, no. Can't okay. can't
2: talk me out of it. Unless the only the only other way would be is if uh, somehow or another, you know, we could get Burrow. But I'm still a Tua guy. Okay. Burrow. You know, I'm, I'm sure we're going to be talking about him. So I'll just stay with Tua for the for the time being.
1: You know, Randy Mueller tweeted out a tweet that uh, he said, you know, for all you media people who think that uh, everything is positive with Tua you're not really grasping that uh, the GMs are worried about long-term. Uh, they're looking at this guy and they're, they're looking at long-term, you know, will his hip last long-term? So uh, that's what he conveyed in his tweet. And I, I think you have to think along those terms if you're if you're drafting a franchise quarterback, because you're not drafting him for a year, you're drafting him for a career. So that's something that, you know, we, we need to take into consideration. How are you feeling, Lou?
0: In regard to Tua, I mean, if he's there at five, you absolutely have to take him. I mean, I agree with Kirk on that. um, But to move up a couple of slots and uh, mortgage the draft. I hate the term mortgage. Yeah. I mean, I I just don't want to give up an awful lot to move up the two slots. Why did we
1: trade those players? We traded those players to help us get a quarterback. That was the reason we traded them.
0: Well, I mean, I, I, I think we made the trades, My again, we, you know, we've talked about those trades and, and there were circumstances involved. I mean, you know, the, the whole thing with Fitz I'm,
1: speaking, Fitz... I'm speaking of Tunsil. I know Fitzpatrick was a different right.
0: situation. Fitzpatrick was a different situation and Tunsil, they just offered us so much that we had to do it. So I don't know if that was a plan Per se, uh, to go after a quarterback. I mean, it's obvious that we need one. I mean, there's no question we're going to need one. But, you know, when you have three first round picks and you have needs all over the offensive line, uh, we've addressed some things on defense, but, you know, I'd love to have those three picks. Now, you know, chances, chances are teams are going to try to trade up. There's no question about it. We have more to offer than anybody to move up those two slots. And I just don't want them getting played by a team, per se, that's in front of us. You know, one of the teams that are in front of us and they tell us that, you know, they're, they're, they've they're they got oh this offer on the table and that offer on the table, and we just give up way too much to move up those two slots. Um, I don't want that happening. You know, I just don't. I mean, I don't want the emphasis put on just one player because if history has taught us anything about quarterbacks and quarterbacks that go early in the draft, it's it's hit and miss. I mean, you know, you go back and probably three out of every four do not become that superstar player. And- Actually,
1: Lewis, I've done do research on this and I posted it to the page. Okay. Um, now, we talked about it last night and I know exactly what you're saying because a lot of guys bust, but the, the percentage are actually the higher you draft a quarterback, the better your chances of hitting on him. And with the first pick, I think it's slightly under
0: 55%. Okay. So it's a 50 50 shot. Yep. But Mike, yep. I'm not talking about bust, I'm talking about just guys that are drafted highly high in the draft, and become marginal quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, I, you know, it, I'm not using the word bust here. I'm talking about guys that are just drafted very, very early in the draft, and they become marginal quarterbacks in the NFL. Not a bust, but I a got guy you. that, you know, a guy that becomes no better than a guy that was drafted in the third or fourth round. And I mean, you look across the NFL right now and you see where the 32 starters are and where they came from. And, you know, that, that'll that prove my point right there. I mean, everybody had a different path to where they are right now. And the majority of them are not top five picks, you know, in regard to the quarterbacks that are in the league right now. Um, I think on the uh, Facebook page, you mentioned something in regard to Cam Newton and Winston, both of them. First first pick in the draft, right? Both right. of them? Right. And neither one of them have a job right now. now. Correct. I mean, what are your thoughts on both of those guys right now before we get, you know, too sidetracked? I mean, would you say that they're, you know, that they're worthy of that number one pick? Were they worthy of that first pick in the draft?
1: Well, when, uh, Newton did get them to a Super Bowl, so it depends on how much you value that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't win it, so, I mean, you know, is he is he successful or not? I don't know, you know. But Cam is a different animal. I'd rather not even talk about Cam. Uh Jameis Winston, I'd like to see him with another coach in another situation because I do think that kid has some talent.
0: Mm-hmm. Kirk, what are your uh, thoughts on Winston, both of those guys? Yeah,
2: I just, you know, yeah, I think that he should have been drafted where he was. I think he does have talent. I think that he does need somebody to work with him to cut down those interceptions. We don't know if he's if he's trying too hard or whatever the case may be. But if you go thirty and thirty, yeah, it's careless. That's yeah, that's why you don't have a job right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the reason I brought both of those guys up is because they are both out there. And they will probably be looked at if we don't draft a quarterback. I would think that that would be a fallback plan, wouldn't you guys, to some extent? Possibly. And I'm not saying I'd be thrilled about it. You know, I'm well, how would you feel
1: about uh, either of those two?
0: Who, me? Yeah. Uh, Winston, I think, under the right coaching, would do well, Mike, as you said earlier. Um, I think that he would be. I, I think he's. I, I think he's a, a guy that wants to win. He goes out there and yes. he's full throttle every single down. You know, he's not a guy that's going to sit there and take plays off. And you know, he he just goes out there and he just he's sloppy. You know, he's, that's he's over
1: aggressive. He's over aggressive.
0: Now you know we saw the job that Flores and the coaching staff did with Fitzpatrick, who had a. You know, basically a history of doing the same exact thing. And last year, he did a phenomenal job in regard to not turning the ball over and being sloppy with it. So... Uh, You know, the fact that he's such a young guy, I mean, I honestly think that they should look at it as a fallback plan in regard to Winston. Give him a shot. I mean, maybe you can bring him in here at a decent amount of money if he's not getting a lot of offers around the NFL. Um, Yeah, somebody's going to pick him up, I think. You you would think so, but Mike, you, you just never know. You just don't know at this point. You know, you don't know what the situation's going to be. Well,
1: unless there's stuff that we don't know, I would think he'll get picked up. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes things happen behind the scenes that we don't hear about, you know. Uh, so who knows? But uh,
0: how do you feel about uh, Justin Herbert? Kirk, you want to you start on him? Yeah, I'll start on him. <laughs> <laughs> Listen,
1: I... A lot of people are, are wanting him.
2: I, I see that. And I, and I start to wonder, we talked about it before, is the is this media-driven? Are we trying to force a quarterback to be something that he's not? Um, I don't like Herbert. I think he's just like Tannehill. That pocket presence and those things that go with it. And, you know, like you guys had mentioned earlier about losing some games that he should never have lost and not showing up. that That's not what I'm looking to spend my first-round draft pick on. So I'm not a big Herbert guy. I, I'm – I like Jordan Love more than I do Herbert, if if we were gonna go that route. But um besides Tua and Burrow, if I can't get one of those two, then I'm not doing anything at five. In I'm gonna wait to a, a little bit. Yeah, because I don't wanna settle. Just like Lou, you don't wanna you don't wanna burn the draft picks, but I don't wanna I don't wanna settle for a quarterback.
1: You don't want to overdraft somebody at
0: five. Absolutely. What you
1: feel is overdrafting. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I don't think Herbert's a, a a guy that you take at 5. There's you know, I, I agree with you on that. Um I think that um their strategy should be to attempt to get that number 1 from Cincinnati without, you know, just giving up everything, you know, somehow some kind of way maybe moving up. If you can't do that, you know, you hope that Tua falls to you or you you give up a marginal, you know, a a marginal amount of picks to move up the two slots if you want without again, you know, trading away your whole draft. And if neither one of those work out, then you go a different route. Kirk, I'm right on page with you. number 5, if you can't get either one of those two guys by moving up or maybe two of falls to us at 5, then uh, you don't take a quarterback there. You know, uh, Herbert's a guy that you take later. Listen, we have two more picks in the first round. Uh there's a possibility Love may be there with our third pick. You know, Herbert may be there with our third pick. In well, the first I, I
1: think round. what I do if I'm sitting in that position, if if I'm at five and I'm, I didn't get the quarterback that I wanted, then maybe I trade down four or five slots and, and, and draft maybe a love there and, and pick up a couple of extra picks.
0: I mean, possibly, Mike. But we and, and the reason I say that is that'll
1: help me get back into the first round or move up in the first round with the 18th pick.
0: Right. You You just keep Uh, trading picks, moving up, moving down, so on and so forth. Mike, that's if somebody at number five is not there that they like. And, you know, honestly, I I feel that if they've got an offensive lineman that is going to just be a dominant football player for us for years to come at that five slot, then take them, you know, take them. I mean, don't trade down because – even if you trade down four or five picks, you know you, you, you're 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 slipping there. You, you know you got the Chargers, the Panthers, the Cardinals, the, the Jaguars—all those teams right behind us that may have the same exact things that we're looking for, or and have the same exact needs as to what we're looking for in the draft. And before you know it, now you're getting the third or fourth best lineman in the draft instead of maybe the first or second.
1: Well, that's okay. I'm not I'm not unhappy with getting the third best lineman in the draft.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, listen, I think we have enough picks, uh, you know, not to debate back and forth here and spend a lot of time on this. But I think we have more than enough draft picks already, Mike. I think that, you know, I, I think that we have the ability to move up and down without moving down in the draft. You know, I want them to take this is what I want them to do. I want them to take the best available player. At where they're drafting, you know, and not manipulate it, you know, just just take the three picks, take the best guy on the board and, and call it a day and, and go from there, because they've filled a decent amount of needs through free agency to where they have a little bit more flexibility than what they had going in, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Well, I, mean, I look
1: at it this way and, and then we can move on. OK, sure. if if. Uh... The top two quarterbacks are gone, and you're sitting at position number five. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be long before the next two go off the board. That's how I'm looking at it. And that's part of my motivation for wanting to trade back up into the round. I got gotcha. you. But, you know, it, it. you can debate that all day.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you look at the teams behind this, Mike, yeah. and, you know, Arizona's set at quarterback, Jacksonville's basically, I mean, they could take a quarterback, but, They're going with the young kid there. Cleveland's got two quarterbacks. They just signed Keenum and they have Mayfield. The Jets have Darnold. The Raiders have Mariota and um, uh, Carr. And the 49ers have Garoppolo. So, I mean, and and now Tampa, who could possibly take a quarterback, you know, to maybe – uh, groom under Brady there, but the teams right behind us, the four or five teams, unless teams trade up, you exactly. know, I, they're not taking quarterbacks and those teams all have needs. So I don't know how much trading is going to go on at that point. Yep. Um, you know, we'll see. I mean, yep. I, it's all speculative. You know, we could go back and forth with it, but. Um, you know, I just want them to take the best available guy there at that number five. I mean, and I don't care what it is. I really don't. I honestly don't. I mean, offensive lineman, you know, maybe even a defensive end or a defen- another defensive tackle, a linebacker. I don't care what it is. Take the best guy there. So how do you feel about Love as a quarterback? He's inconsistent. You know, I mean, like most of these guys, other than, you know, the two guys we talked about already, uh, you know, there's inconsistencies there. The guy's got an arm and he can move around the pocket. But, you know, 20 touchdowns, 17 interceptions in his senior year. I mean, that's, you know, those aren't good numbers. I mean, you know, the one thing we don't want is a guy that's going to throw a lot of interceptions. And, um, you know, that that's just not a good touchdown to interception ratio by no means. You know, it's horrible. (laughs) Uh, We saw a guy do that in his senior year, you know, years back, a guy named Dan Marino. You know, it didn't translate to the NFL. He came in and did a phenomenal job for years. And um, these guys all come with question marks, Mike. um, But Love's a guy that, listen, you know, somewhere down the line in the draft, you know, at 18, and if he's still there, you know, I, I agree with Kirk on that. Yeah, you got you to gotta roll the dice on them. You know, you've got at some point they have to draft a young quarterback and roll the dice. And regardless of who it is, they have to do it.
1: Well, I, we all know that. I mean, that's why we're talking about quarterbacks. Right. Jake Fromm, he, he's more or less a game manager, you know. How do you feel about him, Kirk?
2: I don't even want to waste any time talking about him.
1: <laughs>
2: Jake Fromm. <laughs> You know, before he, he had the season, his name was out there. He just he was he just wasn't good. He wasn't good. He was he, he wasn't, was average. He wasn't at best. terrible. Right. Exactly. He, wasn't terrible, he was average. But he's on a very good team and uh he should have did a lot better than what he did. So, you know, if you're if you're looking to pick somebody up later in a draft, maybe day three or something like that, and you know, you have the spot for it and you want to take a chance and that that's fine. But I what I wanted to do though is I wanted to say something about love real quick. Um because he had the, the 20 touchdowns and the 17 interceptions. He also lost his coaching staff. Yeah, He lost a lot of his offensive weapons. And a lot of those, you know, what I, what I had read was a lot of those interceptions were because he was trying to make things happen. Well, that's and usually when you before.
1: interceptions. <laughs> well, here,
2: here's the thing. His year before, he had 32 touchdowns and six interceptions. Right. Yeah, he was right. outstanding.
0: There's no question. Absolutely. A lot of these guys had much better junior years than they did senior years, Kurt. You know, yeah. a lot of them. Yeah. All of them practically, except for Burroughs, of course. Yeah. One thing about getting back to Fromm, Mike, before you move on, he did have 24 touchdowns and five interceptions this year. You know, that's a nice touchdown interception ratio there. And this is a guy that, let's say the quarterbacks don't fall our way in the first round. I mean, would you guys be okay with him being drafted by us in the second or third round?
1: And I'll tell you what this says, and, and I, I think you have to agree with it. Uh, you should probably set your sights higher uh, than a guy like Fromm. Yeah. But it's a skill set you can probably win with. Yeah. Okay. And exactly for that reason. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes and, you know, he'll, he'll throw the underneath stuff. You know, he he's not a guy who's going to really kill you downfield but because uh, he, he doesn't have a big arm. Almost but, like
0: uh, a Pennington type of guy. Yep. Is what is what I, I compare him to.
1: Yeah, I could see that.
0: Um, now Pennington didn't have a strong arm, but he knew how to manage games, and when it came crunch time, he made plays. And this is what you know Fromm does from time to time. I mean, usually he has, you know, he, he has uh, he plays better in crunch time, as far as what I have seen of him. Right, um, he doesn't he doesn't get rattled. He doesn't get rattled. I mean, again, all these guys have question marks. So as we go, you know, as we go through each guy. But my question again was, would you guys be okay with uh, us drafting him in the second or the third round? I would. And set rolling my the higher. dice on him. <laughs> well, set you side. Yeah, right. But at that point, if you don't have, I mean, a look, yeah,
1: if if the draft just totally blows up in our face, and you you know you've got him, you've got Hurts, you've got Eason, and you have to make a choice. That's a tough one. It really is because is. all three of those guys, you know, have reasons not to take them. Mhm. You know, Hurts is very erratic. He's played behind, you know, solid offensive lines and he's not a quick decision maker and and that's that in the NFL you've got to be even faster because the guys are quicker. Mhm. So, you know, that's that's a red flag there. Uh and with Eason, you know, the pocket presence is not good and uh he just doesn't do well under pressure, and we all know once once teams figure out you can't make quick decisions under pressure, they're going to blitz the hell out of you. Now with Fromm, I think of those three, he'd probably be the best of, of the trio.
0: Okay, where's he? Where's he supposed to go in the draft? Fromm, Fromm, a second, third round, they're talking. You know, hurts. Hertz, Hertz, who Mike just mentioned somewhere between the third and fifth. Um, you know, so I mean, Eason. Eason um uh, him, I'm not sure about. I'm going to have to – let me see if I can find him. Um Eason's probably third – I, I would say he's somewhere around the same – Well, he's now. got
1: a big arm, and that's, that's going to entice teams because they'll figure they can coach some of that other stuff out of him. But, uh, you know, I don't know that I would take a chance with Eason personally. Yeah, he was
0: a two-season starter too, Eason. I mean, yeah. he'd, you know, he – uh, there, There's a lot of question mark, but he does have a big arm. He, there are question marks when it comes to him, but he has got he probably one of the better arms out of all the guys coming out. Yeah, he's projected somewhere in between the second and third round. Kirk, yeah. to answer your question okay. as well. I mean, listen, all is he better than what we have? Uh, No, this round better he, than I, Rosen. I, I don't Rosen. No, I'm not even talking about. I'm not even going to talk about Rosen Kirk. Well, the reason, even... the reason I bring it up is
2: this. <laughs> if we're going to you know, pick a quarter back up to pick one up in the yes. second or third round, right. why would we do it if he's not better than what we already have?
1: Uh, I think Fromm would be a better backup than yep. Rosen is. Let's put it okay. that way. I,
0: I think that all of these guys are projects, uh, Kirk, and that with the luxury of having Fitzpatrick here on the contract for another season, you know, I'd much rather them go that route and not, you know, not wasting a first round pick obviously, even the late first round pick on one of these guys, but if one of them sitting there in the second or third round cuz we have two picks in the second round and right. that that late second round pick and one of these guys is there, oh, I definitely take him because I think what we've seen what Rosen is and I don't think he's going to be any more than what he is already, whereas these guys, you know, potentially could wind up being an extremely good quarterback in the NFL. You know, you just don't know. Um, So I'd much rather them go that route, you know, in regard to – you know picking up one of these guys and and seeing what they have to offer because Rosen's under contract too Kirk so uh you know we could technically keep three quarterbacks on the roster if we draft one of these guys you know and well, Rosen
1: the roster is getting expanded to 55 exactly. players I I so that that's right. going to allow most teams to keep three if they want
0: to Exactly. Right. So that, that we have that luxury as well. And that's what I was going to get at, Mike, is that with the expanded rosters, you know, we can we now have that luxury as well. So, um, you know, it's a situation where you bring the guy in and you basically let him compete against Rosen for that backup spot. And, you know, one of them, one of them obviously be the backup. The other one can be brought along slowly in that situation. And and you go from there. But, um, you know, I'd love to see them bring in one of these young guys. Absolutely. All so, right, you're talking, so
2: we're talking about bringing those guys in based on not taking one in the first round, correct?
0: Correct. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, not not the guys we're talking about at this point. I mean, right. Herbert, um, you know, the way I feel about him or Love, possibly, you know, maybe late, you know, late, our last pick in the first round, possibly, if they're still mm-hmm. there. Um, you know, the 18 pick, uh, you know, Herbert, maybe, I don't know. I mean, I know you guys like love a little bit more. I mean, would you guys be okay with with taking love at with the with our 18th pick?
1: Well, if I don't get a quarterback at five and I take a tackle like you're suggesting, yes,
0: you'd be okay with it. What about you, Kirk?
1: Yeah, I, with 18, definitely. Yep. And I and
2: I I know you guys have seen those mock drafts, and not that they mean anything, but a lot uh-huh. of them have uh, Herbert going in the Earlier. top five or six.
0: Yep. Yeah, I've seen it. Yep, the I've Chargers
2: you know, have been linked to him if they don't try to leapfrog us. Right. So that's why I was trying to hope that um, Cam Newton or Jameis Winston or one of these guys would end up going out to to the Chargers to calm that down a little bit so we'd have a better shot of sitting at five.
0: I think, Kirk, that neither one of those guys is going to be signed until after the draft because I think teams are looking at what happens, including us. I mean, listen, I'm not going to sit here and – and tell you that uh, if we don't get a quarterback in the draft, that maybe they should uh, possibly, you know, bring Winston in for a look or whatever, you know, because I, I, I'm worried that he's going to wind up in New England. That's that's my concern. He should be. Yeah, absolutely. And if he does, you know, Belichick has a history of just getting these guys to do what they're supposed to do. I mean, he's one of the best at it. And, uh, you know, he'd be scary there. You know, I'd be a little concerned with him under Belichick because I think that he can get him to where he needs to be. Now, can Flores do the same thing? Possibly. Uh, the kid's only 26 years old, and that that's the intriguing thing about him is the fact that he's still so young. It seems like he's been around forever. So, you know, I, I think that if you don't get a quarterback at some point, you know, you have to look at him. If all these other teams land their quarterbacks – um You know, maybe you bring them in and see, you know, see what you can do with them.
1: So they've got to solve the, you know, they've got to solve the puzzle with one of these pieces. It's just a matter of which one.
0: But Mike, here, let me present this question to both of you guys at this point. okay? so, you know, who would you rather have? I mean, if you think about this, okay, for a little bit, uh, you know, you've got three first round picks, Say you don't get quarterback and you just add a lot of offense. You add a great running back and you add two offensive linemen. To that offense, okay. Now, at that point, you know, are are you guys aren't? Wouldn't you be more comfortable with bringing in a guy like Winston, who has four years' experience underneath his belt, instead of one of these young guys? You know, rolling the dice on a guy like, say, Hurt or or Love or Herbert or any of these guys. Don't you think that Winston's just so much far advanced over those guys that he would be a a plus over them? I mean, it, you know, you kind got to consider time. it.
1: it you, I do think you have to consider it, but I can't give you an answer as to what I prefer. I'd really have to look through all his film to see what his problems are.
0: <laughs> we know.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, no, we know the interceptions are there, right. but what we don't know is why he's throwing so many. Right. Uh, and I'd have to try and figure that out. Um, you know, is it just bad decisions? Is it receivers not running the right patterns? You know, it, there's a lot of things that go into that.
0: Kurt, have you watched Winston? A decent amount of time to, you know, to, to uh, put like a decent evaluation out there as to, you know, to, to answer Mike's questions.
2: I've watched them quite a bit and I, I see a lot of, uh, I, don't, I don't want to say stupid mistakes, but mistake. You just look and you, you just like, I, I can't believe you just did that. Like after they would get the football back on a turnover or something. Is he, is he not ready right coverage? Over is
1: it panic? You know, you, you, these are things you need to know.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't know what's going on inside of his head. If he's trying too hard, or you know, the, he's trying so hard that he wants to do well, and it's not working for him. You know, just like kickers when they miss field goals. Yes, they put the pre- start putting the pressure on himself, and everything. Something, you know, every time something happens bad. It just gets worse,
1: right? And I and mean, it could
2: be a, it could be a change of scenery.
1: I mean, it could be bad offensive design. I mean, you know, there's so many fa- things that factor into it, and that's why I say you can't just say, "Oh, well, he threw tw- you know 20 interceptions; he's terrible." There's more to it than that. You got to figure out why, and then you can say whether or not he's terrible.
2: No, because he's got a good coach there. He's got Bruce Arians there. So,
0: yeah, but you know, you know he
1: was he, Bruce was only there one season, right? Right. Yeah. They, last
0: they, year, they, yeah, last year they yeah, and and. He threw for more yardage than anybody in the NFL last year, Wednesday. Right. And he did throw a very good amount of touchdown passes as well. But it, his his problem is, like Kirk just mentioned, where you just you shake your head. You're like, what the hell was this guy thinking when he uh-huh. threw that ball where he threw it? And then he comes back after the interception, and he has a drive where he just throws four or five bullets all over the place, and he puts, it, puts you in the end zone. I mean – he, you know, he's, it's he's very possible. He didn't know the offense
1: as well as he should
0: have. He's got the, all the physical attributes that you want out of a quarterback and, you know, without spending a lot of time on it, which we already have, you know, I just think it's something that, you know, you have to consider. I mean, you know, you've, you've got these young guys all coming out and there's all question marks behind them. And, um, you know, I mean, I I'd be comfortable with the fact that, you know, you, you, if they were in fact to bring him in, I I'd be comfortable with it. I'd be okay because you have FitzPatrick starting and, you know, you look at him and you let him compete and you, you know, you see, well, maybe you can coach this guy to where he needs to be, you know. If are you we, don't are land we a better
1: with him, you know, overall, you know, in the in the quarterback room is is my question. Are you, right. are you better with him or are you better with Rosen? I I really can't answer that.
0: Well, I I I can answer it. Well, I know how you feel about <laughs> Rosen,
1: but you're not going to be very happy if Jameis comes in and throws 20 interceptions.
0: So. No, no, absolutely not. I don't I wouldn't see that happening anyway. I think that Fitzpatrick's going to be our starter one way or another regardless of what takes place. I mean, obviously if if somehow some kind of way we get Burrow, um, you know, I think at some point, you know, depending on how the season's unfolding and Mike, mean you talked a, a little bit about this over the course of the week, you know, I feel that this team with their free agent moves, want they want to compete for a playoff spot this year. And I think their best chance of winning, regardless of the circumstance, is going to be with Fitzpatrick at quarterback. Now, you guys can give me your opinion on that right now. But my thought is, is that if you want to win football games and your best chance of winning football games comes behind Fitzpatrick uh, it's just that simple I think that gives us our best chance of winning week in and week out regardless of what takes place with quarterbacks now how do you what do you guys think in regard to that
1: I think it's a week-to-week thing if if I see the Fitzpatrick than I saw last year then right. I agree assuming, with you. Assuming right assuming assuming
0: you've got the same guy that it, with with the with better personnel around him hopefully <laughs> right hopefully exactly uh Kirk what what are your thoughts I'm riding with Fitzy. Yep, No doubt.
2: I'm hoping that we get uh you know, draft him a real good running back. Right. Get him a little bit more yeah, protection. He, you don't and want him I throwing think 40 times carries. a game.
0: Right. You get Preston Williams back in the offense next year, a couple of the other receivers. You know, I mean, I, I just think with better personnel around him, he's going to have even a better season. I mean, there's no reason not to think that way.
1: I don't know if he's capable of a better season. We'll
0: have to see. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, he had such a great season last year. We do have a different offensive coordinator. Yes. So we may have a completely well. different, uh, you know, game plan. Yeah. You know, in regard to what we want to do with the football on offense.
1: It'll be interesting to see what Galey wants to do with him because obviously they've worked together before.
0: I, I think a lot of it has to do with what unfolds in regard to running back. Oh, I agree. Sure. You know, I mean, you've got Jordan Howard now and um, – You know, you're going to – I think personally that they're going to draft a running back early, first or second round. And, um, you know, they have to. They have no depth there, so they have to get somebody.
1: We're going to see a different running back in there with with Howard. You know, we'll discuss that during the running back show. Mm -hmm. We also looked at tight ends. But before I move to that, now, you 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 said to uh, Kirk, you, you know, he's a guy you want for obvious reasons. And, um, Lewis, who's your preference, assuming they can't get Burrow?
0: If they can't get Burrow, if Tua's there at number five, you have to take him. You have to. You just have to. You got to okay. roll the dice. It, it may come back to bite us in the butt. But if he's there at number five, you do it. Now, if you trade up and you give up one or two, you know, the other – two picks in the first round to do so. I mean, it's just too much. I think it's just too It's too risky to just put all of that yeah. into no, I think one we, we, guy. We agree on that. You can't uh-huh. do it. So Tua would be the obvious choice there at number five if he's there. I don't want them – Doing an awful lot to move up the couple of slots, and I'm comfortable with that if they draft him there, because now you hold on to your other two first round picks, and you can still come out of it. You know, even if Tua doesn't ever develop into what you know what what we expect him to develop to develop into, you've still got your other two first round picks, and hopefully they're good picks, and you know you come out of the draft still good you know, in a good position. And you've got two second rounders right behind that and an early second rounder to boot. So you've got the ability to to still bring in a lot of good draft picks, even with taking the chance on Tua at that number five.
1: Well, I'd be willing to trade our, our later first round pick, and I'd be willing to uh, trade one of the second round picks for next year that we own. Okay, uh, but that that would be the most that I would trade to move up. If that doesn't cut it, then I'm going to stay where I'm at.
0: Got you, Kirk. You're you're on page as well with that,
2: right? Uh, I'm definitely on page with it because I if I had to get to three and I didn't have to sell the farm to get there, if I have a conviction on somebody that I you know this is my franchise quarterback, mm-hmm. we need a franchise quarterback. If we can get up there and get him without too much damage,
0: then I then I'm taking a chance. And they and they shouldn't have to give up a ton because. Think about this, guys. Okay, the two teams in front of us. Okay, so they switch spots with us. They're only losing two slots in the draft. If they trade with anybody else, anybody else, they're not going to get that. Do you follow what I'm saying? I mean, they're they're only moving down two slots. So if they don't want to draft a quarterback there, then they just turn around and say, okay, you know what? We're going to move down two slots. The Dolphins should not give up An awful lot. Maybe that late second, that late first rounder, like uh, Kirk said, because regardless of the fact, who else can honestly do it? Maybe the Chargers to where they're right behind us. But what do the Chargers have to offer them? They don't have another first rounder to give them unless they give up their first rounder for next season. Right. You know, so we have a lot more to offer. And, you know, the the teams are not in the position we're in. So the Dolphins should understand that as well when they go into this draft and say, listen, you guys are moving down two slots if it is, in fact, Detroit, and they swap with us, and you're picking up an extra first round there. That's it.
1: And getting the guy you want
0: anyway. And you're getting the guy you want anyway. That's it. That's all we're giving you. We're not giving you no more than that. There's no other team out there unless they give you a first rounder next year. And you don't know where that first rounder is going to be next year, you know, in regard to whatever team trades with them. So they're rolling the dice there as well. So we're in a position where no team can offer them any more than we can. So we shouldn't have to mortgage the draft. Now, if you're moving up to number one to get Burrow, that's a little different story. You know, I mean, you have to give up a little more, obviously. Cincinnati's going to want a ton more. And, again, there's no other team in the NFL right now that can offer more than we can to do it. So, we're in a great position, guys, one way or another. Tight ends, Lewis. Tight ends. Not a great group of tight ends, Mike. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you're going to see a tight end go in the first or second round. Uh, I would agree with that. uh, You know, I mean, it's – I, I think it is somewhat of a need on our team if they were able to get a guy that was a nice combination of a blocker and a pass catcher. And to be honest with you, there's not one in this draft, Mike. So well,
1: I found one, and I think he's really the, the only one, um, and that's uh, Adam Troutman.
0: Yeah, he's pretty solid. He's 6'5",
1: 255. He's a big guy.
0: Yeah, he's a big guy, Mike, but it doesn't translate into his blocking. Now that's what I've read up on him. I haven't seen enough of him on film, but I mean he's a great pass catcher. His numbers—did you see his numbers, guys, yes, last year? Yes. Kirk? Yes. Yeah. Seventy, 70 16, catches, fourteen touchdowns. Fourteen touchdowns, almost about 916 yards receiving, seventy catches. I mean, he, he two is drops
1: his, and seventy eight catchable
0: passes. I mean, d- d- listen, he he's a pass catcher, Mike. I just don't know in the NFL. From what I've read up on him, how his blocking is going to be and how it's going to translate. Is he going to be another Gusecki type, you know, to where he just can't
1: – No, no, he's a better blocker than Gusecki. Right. The The real knock on him is his 4.840. 4. 8, uh, yeah. You know, he doesn't have the deep speed. So, you know, he was able to get behind linebackers in college, but in the pros he may not have it as easy.
0: Right. And, and I mean, he's, he's a guy that in the third round – what do we have in the third round? One pick?
2: I think so. Yeah, one in the third, one in the fourth. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's, it's, I personally think they need somebody behind Gusecki. I really do. I don't think there's anybody on this roster, and I, I'm sure you guys agree with this, that you're thrilled with by no means. Whether it's, it's catching the football or, or blocking. Run blocking, pass blocking, it does not matter. I mean, Smythe, I'm, I'm, you know, he's just, you know, he's, he's there. You know, it's he doesn't bring anything to the table, as far as I'm concerned, behind Gusicki.
1: There's a, another guy that uh, could be taken probably on day three. His name is Josiah DeGuara. Mm-hmm. He's 6'2, 242, bit small for tight end. Mm-hmm. But he's a good route runner, has a high motor, uh, solid run blocker for his size. They compare him a little bit to Charles Clay. He's a high effort player. Uh, he may be too small to make a big name for himself in the pros initially, but he should do well on special teams while he works on his game. You know, he's a guy they could probably, you know, bring in the block uh, when they needed him to and uh, develop him, you know, on, on uh, special teams and uh, when they have time and practice to work on his uh, route running and the other things he needs to improve.
0: I think there's somebody better, Mike. Yeah, who? A sleeper. Well, not like Kirk, did you find anybody before I mentioned?
2: Yeah, I got a, I got a name. Go ahead. What do you got? That I looked at, and, and also, at the Adam Troutman thing, Little, I don't know if we read the same thing or not, but I wrote him down there because it
1: said he was a good blocker. I saw he was a good blocker, too. Really?
0: Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So that not, great. Right. not great,
1: but good. True size.
0: Okay. Got so,
1: here, here's my sleeper.
0: Go
2: ahead. LSU, Thaddeus Moss. Okay. 6'3", 240, and all I did was write down guys that could block, but he can also catch. He had 570 yards and uh, four TDs, but he's known as a, a good inline blocker. So they're the only two guys that I even wrote down because that you know, all the other ones were I wrote camp block, camp block, camp block next to them. They're all good pass catchers. But we don't we don't need that. We need somebody that can block.
0: Yeah, the 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 scouting report that I got on Moss, Mike, was that he needs to improve his blocking for the NFL. That it's a uh, weakness. Uh, I'm formation. sure I'm sure
1: they all do, but yeah, yeah, no, I hear you.
0: There's there's a guy that's way down the list that we can get very, very late in this draft, a guy named Steven Sullivan. Out of LSU. Now, he is a very good blocker. He's got long arms. He's got some good size. But, you know, the, the down thing to him is that he only had 12 catches for 130 yards last year. But he's a guy that's interesting because they project him to go as late as the fifth round. So if you want to roll the dice on a guy that, you know, maybe could be a nice blocker in the NFL, uh, this guy Sullivan could be the guy. Because he supposedly is one of the better blocking tight ends among them. There's another
1: kid, uh, Devin Uh Asiazi. He's 6'3", 260. He had one drop and 45 catchable passes. Mm -hmm. Needs to work on his route running and isn't going to run away from linebackers. He runs a 4'7", 40. But again, he's a capable blocker. So if that's what you're looking for, you know, he's somebody who might be able to do that. But my thinking is if you're going to draft a tight end just to block, then you're better off bringing a guard off the bench and letting him block.
0: Right. Well, you need a guy, Mike, that, that, potential like a Bruce Hardy type of guy that can catch the ball. He's not gonna he's not gonna knock your socks off doing it, but a guy that can block and then if you do, if you run the play action, they have everybody up at the line of scrimmage, you know, you can audible eyes out of it and have a guy that can at least catch the ball down the field. I right. don't think they have that right now. And some of these guys, you know, one of, or one of these guys may be that type of player to where you're comfortable with it. Whereas uh, right yeah, now, if, you, if you feel that
1: way, I absolutely agree with you.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's an absolute necessity on this team right now because I think Gaseki is just a – he's a one-dimensional guy. It's that simple. You know, he is what he is. He, he's very good at what he – or he, he came on very late last year and showed, you know, some of his, you know, his pass-catching skills, and he's able to make plays down the field, and I like that in him. But he can't block worth a damn. I mean, Mike, he did not – uh farewell in regard to blocking correct out of everything no 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 he didn't right i mean he was probably one of the worst blocking tight ends in the nfl last year am i accurate on that
1: i'd have to look and see but he wasn't certainly one of the top ones let's put it that way it's a weakness in his game
0: he's definitely in the bottom third bottom third absolutely without a doubt and it's something that you know, it's something that he either has to work on or, you know, they have to get a guy in there, you know, if they want to go to double tight end sets because under, under Gailey, I think that's going to happen. Um, well, you know, you
1: know the, Lewis, this is almost a new norm. I mean, when you look through these tight ends, most of them all say the same thing. Decent receiver, can't block. Decent receiver, can't block. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it just they're not asking them to do that as much in college and then that's what you're seeing.
0: Right. Yep. Exactly. But you look at guys like Kelsey. Yeah,
1: that's your dream scenario right there. Kittle.
0: Kittle. Kittle. I mean these guys are, you know, they get to it. You they're know, beasts. they're, they're phenomenal yep. pass catchers, but you know, Kittle Kittle can block. You know, he he he, he leaves it out there. You know, he does his best to do what he needs to do. And, um, you know, those are the best, those are the two best guys in the league right now. But you want a guy that's at least functional, you know, that does even an average job. I think Kaseki's way below average when it comes to blocking, run blocking, payout, whatever the case may be. And I think that, you know, there, there's a definite necessity to get a guy to back him up. We need somebody. It's that, you know, if Cassetti yeah, no, happens he, to get injured. You really need no that on third
1: there. and one. You know, when, when you're in short yardage situations, you need that tight end to come in there that's a dual threat. You can run behind him. You can uh, let him release and throw it, you know, over the line and uh, complete it to him.
0: Yeah. I mean, that Troutman, I mean, his, his receiving uh, numbers are just, I mean, th- those are great for a tight end if you think about it. Yeah. Um, you know, so now does that, projected. I mean, is that something that he's going to carry over in the NFL? It's possible. Well, I mean, the, real, I, the, the issue with
1: him, as I said, is his 4.840. But uh, it, to his credit, um, his three-cone drill, uh, he finished in the 97th percentile. So it's not that he's not athletic, he's just not
0: fast. Right.
1: So, you know, he's a bit of an athlete. He's just not a guy who's, he's not a burner.
0: I don't think Antonio Gates was very fast either, Mike, and, and he's going to be a Hall of Fame tight end, especially in these latter years. I mean, yep. you see that guy run around the field? He doesn't yep. look like he's much faster than uh, any of us three uh, when he's <laughs> moving around, but somehow, some kind of way, he made plays for years. Yep. So.
1: Very true. Alright, guys. Uh, y'all keep yourselves safe uh, with the situation we have going on. And uh, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. You're very Welcome. Thank you. Thanks everybody for listening. Kirk, thanks for filling in for Jim. Anytime. And all you people out there, stay safe, stay home, do what you need to do. Uh, We'll be back next week. And until then, fins up.
0: Fins up, Dolphins. fans.
1: Fins up.